Episode 187 of the PJ Archive is a phone interview I did with the American actor, screenwriter, musician and martial artist Steven Seagal. Steven is best known for starring in action movies such as Under Siege, Above the Law, On Deadly Ground and Executive Decision. Among the other strings to his bow is music, and this interview in early 2007 was to promote a major tour he was about to undertake with his blues band called Thunderbox. Hello. Hello, Stephen. Yes, sir. Hi, it's Peter Robertson here from England. How are you, sir? Uh, fine, how are you? I'm okay. Thanks for agreeing to do this interview. Obviously not everyone here will be aware that you have a band. Could you please explain what type of band it is? Well, it's very simply in one word, a blues band. And how many of you are in the band? It's probably nine. And what's your role exactly? I sing, play guitar, write the songs. And how long has the band been together? Well, I mean, it's a... It's a I mean, they toured with me on my last tour, but... Uh, you know, when you go out on the road, you piece together people. It's mostly friends of mine. How much of the music is original, and how much have you written yourself? Well, I write almost all of it. Right. And do you ever do any cover versions of well-known numbers? Um, on the road, there probably will be very little cover on the album, I think, because I had the Muddy Waters band with me. I did a couple tributes to Wolf and Muddy. Mm-hmm. Why did you choose the name Thunderbox? I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. It wasn't your choice. It was my choice, but it just sounded nice. <laughs> was it ever suggested that you name the band after yourself to sort of help publicity? Yeah. But I just, uh, I think the band and, and I are going to do just fine with the music speaking for itself. Right. And I see that you're touring Canada and Denmark as well as the UK. Right. How do you decide which territories to cover? Well, it seems to me that, you know, I had to kind of leave that up to the bookers, you know. This, this time we said, well, we'll go to Europe and, you know, so we did it like this. And we're supposed to also do Russia, but we'll see about that. But you yourself, as an actor, are popular all over the world. Is it hard to turn places down? Well, I imagine they're all after you. Uh, you, you just do piece by piece. You know, we'll do this piece this time, then we'll do Asia, then we'll do America, and we'll come back and do the rest of Europe, stuff like that. How familiar are you with the UK? How much work have you done over here of any kind? Well, I've been to England uh, many times, but I'm not familiar with England at all. I mean, I just used to come there uh, quite often for press junkets and things like that. What do you make of us English people? What do I make of the English people? Well, I have many English friends, so you guys can't be that bad. <laughs> <laughs> do we know any of your English friends? Any of them are well-known ones? I don't think so. They're just people. Because you've worked with some well-known British actors, haven't you, like Michael Caine and so on. Right. Are you good mates with them? I wouldn't say that I'm a good mate with him, but I think that he knows I like him and respect him, and I think he likes and respects me. Hmm. Well, he likes jazz music, I know that much. Does he like you to come and see you in concert? Well, I haven't really invited him, but now that I'm going over there, I'll try to do that. Hmm. 
How hard is it to find the time to undertake such a tour? Man, it's, it's, it's busy. It's busy. How many movies have you turned down or postponed to do this, then? Well, I mean, I'm just trying to push things around a little bit, you know, to do this. How far ahead are you booked? Are you booked till about 2012 or something with movies? No, I got about four movie offers out there, and I don't know how long that would take me to do, but something like that. What do you normally try and do, like three movies a year or what? Well, I like to, to try to do one or two movies a year. And now you're going to be doing a concert tour on a regular basis, or what's the thoughts? Well, I'd like to do, you know, three to six months a year touring and, you know, six to nine months a year, six to eight months a year making movies, at least six months a year making movies. But there's a lot more emphasis on the music now, by the sound of it. Well, I... I the money's different. You don't make enough money in the movies that you don't have to do it as much. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, music is my first love. And how concerned are you about the way you get received as a musician? Because you know now you're established. <laughs> I mean, I, I've played with the greatest blues legends on earth for the last 35 years. 40 years yeah. or more and if they love me the public can love me I mean uh, I, I, there's nobody in the blues nobody that, that I'm scared of hmm. I mean I do just fine wherever you play what percentage of your audiences tend to be your movie fans and how do you feel about that well I would have no way of knowing that all I know is when they come in you know they hear the music and the music music uh, so far, everyone has loved tremendously. I mean, uh, but everybody, but we've had tremendous success on all the shows we've done. We've done maybe 42 shows and uh, tremendous success. Can you tell us what the show comprises? Well, it's just a bunch of songs. I don't know. There's no pyrotechnics. There's no new dancers. There's no, you know, uh, joke telling. It's just, we just get up and do an honest blues show. And how much do you receive fans after the show at the backstage, or do you not like doing that? No, no, I, I always do that. I, after the show, make sure everybody who wants to see me gets to see me, unless it's like 10, 20,000 people. And then there's just not time, especially if you have to go somewhere to catch a plane or something. But, um, you know, I always, after the show, sit down and, and try to sit with everybody. What do people want from you, mainly, when they want to meet you? I think, you know, we just want to shake each other's hands and... Sometimes I want an autograph. Because your, your image is that of a sort of hard man, do you get people ever challenging you or threatening you or even trying it on with you? Almost never. Right. When you say almost never, can you tell us about the times you have? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Why is that? Because uh, I would like to do an interview that's about music. I would like to avoid um, the kinds of things where journalists take things that you say and turn them into a vulgar circus, and then it goes around the world into every publication. Okay. So I'm learning, you know. Unfortunately, the bad journalists give you good ones a very, very bad name, and then it becomes hard to trust anyone. All right, just to return to the music then, when you're playing concerts or releasing recordings, how far do you find it to get serious credibility as a musician from the press? You know, does that matter to you? Well, it does matter, and I mean, you know, I'm, I'm getting it. I, I was nominated for a Grammy. We have, uh, you know, charts in America where I'm 
just got an email yesterday, I'm number five in one of the most important, you know, charts in America. So uh, I, I have all the approval I need. I mean, my music speaks for itself. We're not concerned. And being nominated for a Grammy, how important was that to you from the point of view of credibility? Well, not really very important because it's, you know, very political. And I mean, it was just, it was a preliminary nomination. We got on the ballot and then we got dropped. <laughs> so, it's just, I don't know how to play the politics and I had to switch in management, but... I don't know. Everybody who heard the album said they thought it was the best blues album they'd heard in years, but uh, I just didn't really know how to get it out there, and of course, that's not my job anyway. Which would you rather have, a Grammy or an Oscar? Boy, that's a tough question. Man, they're kind of about the same. They're both, uh, you know, meaningful to mm. any artist, or almost any artist. How many albums have you released so far? Just two. And do you intend to sort of keep them regular from now on, or...? I don't know if they'll be regular, but I think I've got a few more in me. Hmm. And quite a number of superstar actors have turned their hand to music and, and vice versa. Why do you think that is? Do you think it's just this incredible creativity you have within you? I think most people, you know, that are very creative, they do a lot of things. I mean, I've been playing music since I was a baby, and it's been kind of my first love, so... I just keep it up. Uh, to what extent have you encountered the likes of Clint Eastwood and Woody Allen and so on, other such people on the jazz circuit, for instance? Well, Clint's a good friend of mine. We've never really talked much about jazz because I don't know anything about jazz. I'm a blues You're a blues man, yeah. Man, and Woody Allen, I don't know. Right. And may we know about uh, Clint Eastwood, uh, what kind of a relationship you have, what he's like? Clint is... Well, we, we were next to each other and Warner Brothers for many years, maybe almost 20 years, I would imagine. Uh, we, you know, we were door to door there, and he had Mount Paso and I had Steamroller there. So, you know, I mean, I don't know, he's, for me, in my opinion, very intelligent, very soft-spoken, very gentle, very polite. That's the way he always was with me. And I read that you're also good friends with Jackie Chan, I hope that's true. Yes, um, and yet, I don't think of you as a show-busy type of person. You seem to be quite low-key. That's for sure. Why is that? Do you just not enjoy all the razzmatazz? No, I don't get into any of that. I don't ever go out unless it's for charity where I can help somebody. And I know Jackie from Asia. That's why I know Jackie, because I was raised in Asia, too. Yeah, yeah. But so many people aspire to be you, to be in your position. So why would you not want to enjoy every bit of it? I'm just a simple country boy, man. I'm not into all the hullabaloo, you know. How do you compare the satisfaction of playing in a band and starring in a movie? About the same. I enjoy playing music more than I enjoy making movies. Why? And, and can you explain? I don't know why. It's, why do you like purple instead of green? Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. And, and how much um, would you rather have made it as a musician first, do you think? Well, I did try. <laughs> yeah. I did try, I'm embarrassed to say. Is it kind of frustrating that you've had to create this incredible reputation as an actor first to gain credibility as a musician? I don't think I'm going to gain credibility as a musician because I'm an actor. I think it's worked against me. And um, there's no frustration. I, I played music all my life because I love to play it for myself. And, Recently, I decided to get it out there because 
some folks positively asked me to that all. Hmm. But as well as your music acting, you're also producing movies, I think, right. uh, and, and obviously practicing your martial arts. What's kind of your top priority, or does it vary from time to time? Yeah, I think it's a day-to-day difference. Like movies and music and martial arts and spiritual things and charities and helping people, they're all top of my list. Mm. How much do you welcome the way your music deflects from your movie star image? I don't really think about that. I've never thought about that. But presumably music anyway provides an escape for you from the sort of madness of all that world. It's just a relaxation for you, yeah, I imagine. It is, it is very uh, relaxing. But to what extent does it go hand in hand with your, your religion, your Buddhism? I think it's all art, you know. And one of my teachers once said art is the mother of religion because you just sort of, you know, sometimes through music can delve into your higher self. How often do you practice Buddhism? Well, every day. Is it something that's just part of you all the time, or you set aside a few hours of each day? You have to do both. Over the years, how much have you hoped to be regarded as a more varied kind of actor? I don't really hope how people are going to regard me. It's, at least in the way I've been taught, you know, particularly in Buddhism, that would be a huge mistake. How likely is it that we may see you sing or play music in movies one day? Well, I hope we could do something. I'm working on a blues movie called Prince of Pistols, and uh, really love to make that, and that certainly there'll be some singing and playing in there. Can you tell us about that? What's, what's the plot? What's the storyline? It's a true story. It took place in Louisiana in the 60s and 70s, and um, to present, I guess. And um, the guy that it's about is dead, but it's really about racism in the Deep South and blues in the Deep South and uh, the culture, the Louisiana, culture of Louisiana. When might that come to fruition, that movie? Well, I mean, I, I actually wanted to start to make that in March, but we're kind of fighting over what we're going to do in March, so hmm. we'll see. How difficult is it to prioritize your life because you're in so much demand to do this, that, and the other, and you obviously have your own desires from that point of view? It's difficult. Hmm. difficult. Obviously, you get associated a lot with the likes of you know, Van Damme and Chuck Norris and Jackie Chan and so on. Might there ever be a movie involving all the action hero superstars, do you think? I hope not with me in it. Really? <laughs> really. Why is that? I just would not be interested. Why, though? I just have not seen uh, action movies like that. That uh, I'm really more interested in character development and story. Hmm. Uh, there's a lot of fuss in the UK all the time about the influence of violent movies on young people in particular, saying that you know that they're they're a bad influence. What what's your response to that? You know, they've kind of proven that there's no correlation. Like, you go into Japan, for example, where they're probably the most violent movies on Earth, and virtually no crime. So it's really, what they've pretty much proven is violence is really coming from the home, and lack of love and nurturing and understanding. And in Japanese, we say shitsuke, which means um, the way that the parents raise the children. And when there's no love and no teaching, the children values are right from wrong or connection and the kids go out and get in the gang or don't have money and don't have food and things like that they they steal and get on drugs and this is where the increase in violence is coming from 
As a parent yourself, though, how protective of you are you over what your children see and are exposed to? I think I'm just like any other father. I try to stop my children from seeing anything inappropriate until they're old enough. Hmm. May we know how old they are and what their names are and what they do? I have a 30-year-old son. His name is Kentaro. I have a 25-year-old daughter. Her name is Aya. I have um, another daughter named Annalisa, and she's 18. And uh, I have a 16-year-old son. His name is Dominic. I have uh, uh, another daughter named Arissa that's 12, and uh, another daughter named Savannah that's 10. And may we know how much you see of them? I see them all the time. Mm-hmm. And how many of them are involved in your business? None of them. Right. And how do you feel about that? Do you wish they were? No. Why? I just wouldn't wish this on in, any child. I think that the Genokai, this uh, movie thing, is very, very difficult. And what kind of a father would you say you are or have been? I've been a little bit too busy trying to, you know, make the money to take care of everybody nicely. I wish I would spend a little bit more time with the kids, and so, I don't know, probably average, I guess. Hmm. Do you all live in California? Yeah, most of us. I have one daughter in Japan, and, you know, we, we got, we, we're spread out a little bit. Where do you feel most at home? In Japan? In California? I would say, like, either Japan or the Deep South, you know, like Memphis, Mississippi. Memphis, I have a home in Memphis, so... I feel at home down there, and I feel at home in Japan. May we know how many homes you have? Three. And what they're like? I've got a nice home, country home in Memphis. It's a little place in L.A. where I can work out of L.A., and then I have a, a country place up in the north of California. Bearing in mind you come from a fairly humble background, how much do you still pinch yourself as to how hugely successful you've been? I don't really pinch myself. I just kind of look at life as something that comes and goes, you know. I could die any minute. I could lose it all any minute. And so I don't really look at anything as permanent. In Buddhism, we look at everything as impermanent. And we've had actors going into um, politics. How, how do you, and particularly Arnold Schwarzenegger, of course, how do you feel about that? Is it something that you might be tempted to do? I mean, I'm completely apolitical and would never do it, but if that makes Arnold happy, I'm very glad, and I think if that's what people want to do, they should try. Hmm. Why are you apolitical? Is it hard to, not to be, isn't it? Because so much... I'm apolitical because I don't think anything that I can do or say would change anything. And um, I also just think that it's probably better if I stay quiet and try to concentrate on spiritual matters and helping people that I can help people rather than getting into an area that's uh, full of activity that would make me extremely uh, uncomfortable. Have you been approached, though? Have you been asked to get yeah, involved? No, 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 no. Never. People know better than to ask you that, huh? Well, I don't know about that. I just haven't ever been asked. May we know what effect September the 11th had on you? Obviously a huge impact on all Americans and all over the world. Really. I mean, all I can tell you, for me, it's unfortunate because I love 
you know, all the different countries and all the different nations and all the different religions and all the different people. And, um, you know, I think that the nation of Islam is a great nation and the Muslim religion is a great religion. And uh, I think that America is a great country and the Christians are, you know, also valid, you know, wonderful religions. And, you know, I think that really what I'm trying to say is I wish that there would be no provocation to cause people to act and react to each other or attack each other and then cause revenge and so forth and so on. Um, I'm not going to point a finger at anybody, but I just think that, you know, the Chinese say when you first begin to start a war, you first dig two graves. When one sets out on war, first dig two graves. And what that really means is in war, everybody loses. And so what I'm really saying is it would really be nice if eventually the different people who cause war uh, realize that, you know, even though it may up the economy and certain people may make a lot of money off it, in the end, we as a human race will lose. But Buddhism is obviously associated with peace. Do some people in the Buddhist community have a problem with some of the movies that you make, that you star in? I have no idea. But, you know, I would say that, uh, you know, when you do one thing, <laughs> you please one person and make another one unhappy. So I'm sure there's lots of people unhappy with me as well as people who aren't. But when you make a movie, do you, how much responsibility do you feel? I mean, you know, it's entertainment. We're just actors who are getting paid to, you know, pretend to do something or be something that we're not. Hmm. It's entertainment, you know, and I think most of the world knows that. Apart from your Buddhism and, and your large family and your music, of course, what do you like to do away from, from work? What other things do you enjoy? Well, I love, uh, you know, I love music and I love spending time with my family and I love uh, being able to write, you know. May we know if you're married or involved with anyone at the moment? Well, I mean, um, boy, I don't even know how to answer that. Let's just say that I'm well taken care of. <laughs> I'm sure you always will be. And, and how much do you do in the way of charity work these days, and what particular charities um, do you focus on, and why? Well, I do a lot of charity work, and I do it all over the world, and I have for more than 25 years and um, I just don't invite the cameras when I go so that's the funny part but I imagine you're in a lot of demand to help this that and the other charity how do you decide which ones to to help I don't really know how I decide I just do the best I can until there's nothing more to give I imagine you come across some very emotional scenes do they affect you quite badly of course can you give us an example no. Right. But I can tell you that, uh, you know, I have an AIDS foundation in Africa called Save a Million Lives with the uh, Ghanaian royal family. Right. And, um, you know, I'm working a lot with St. Jude's so, uh, in America, so we strongly believe in trying to help children who are suffering from AIDS or cancer, particularly, but any malady. How hard is it for you to travel anywhere without being mobbed or bothered? It's hard. So what do you do to try and disguise yourself? Well, I don't disguise myself anymore. 
done that in my life for a while. I just, I just go. Have you still got your famous ponytail? No, I just cut it. Oh, did he? Why was that? Just for fun. For fun? Yeah. Have you given it away to charity or sold it on eBay or something? No. <laughs> Went right in the trash. Oh, no. But a lot of people would be very disappointed. Aren't they going to grow it again? Oh, well, it takes five minutes to grow your hair back. So do you think we might see it on you again? Oh, I'm sure. Hmm. Definitely. What do you hope for the future? What are your sort of plans and dreams and ambitions? I just hope that I can continue to have uh, the good health and mental and spiritual strength and capabilities to make the world a better place through movies and through song. How much do you want to live to a ripe old age? I'll leave that to God. How do you want people to remember you long after you've gone, long after you left this planet? I just hope that I can, you know, make the world a better place and that, you know, whether people notice it or not, uh, in terms of critical people, uh, as long as the people who get helped, you know, uh, their lives have become better. That's all I care about. But as an actor or a musician, how would you like to be regarded? As a human being. Right. That's more important to you. Yeah. Well, thank you very much indeed for your time. Thank you. Thank you very much.